What would you say your greatest weakness is? Crippling insecurity. Selfish. And a lazy. I lack ambition. Argumentative. Jealous. I only wash my hands after someone else in the bathroom. I don't know why I'd have told you that. It's my thing. I see you haven't got your power down on here. That's because I don't have one yet. You are such a brave little soldier. Carrie, I haven't got a power yet. I'm not, like, terminal. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. No. Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another TV season review. This is going to be for the first season of Extraordinary, which you can find on Hulu in the US and Disney Plus, well, Starvia Disney Plus in the UK. I'm your host, Matthew, and uh, yeah, just got done watching this first season, this excellent, excellent first season, and I'm here to talk about it, to recommend it, to review it. And uh, we'll do a spoiler section, but we'll do that later. We will stay spoiler-free for now. I will give you a very clear warning as to when I'm going to go into spoilers. This show is absolutely fantastic. Um, It's, yeah, brilliant, brilliant television. Just to jump straight into our rating system, without any hesitation or any doubt, I'm going to give this our highest possible rating that we have here on Entertainment Talk, which is a strong must-see and a very easy 10 out of 10 um yeah just, just this this is it, it's interesting because i watched um i had one episode left last night and i thought okay i'll, I'll sort of get up to get up tomorrow and whatever I'll finish off the one episode and sort of during the day which is what it is now i will uh do my season review and you know i was as, as i was sort of going to bed and everything after watching two episodes yesterday i uh i started thinking okay I I'm, I was already sure at that point this is a 10 out of 10 top tier prestige show. And then I thought about what the show is and then thought about other shows I've given that to. And Breaking Bad pops into my mind. Now, something like Breaking Bad and, and this are not comparable in the slightest. But uh, it's it's a top tier prestige television in a different sense. It It's not that sort of like big HBO gritty drama, that this isn't that sort of thing. And you can have different types of things that you can consider uh, top-tier prestige television. Um, but this is easily that. I mean, there, there, may or two, there may be one or two little bugaboos throughout the season that I had maybe small issues with, but none of them... Well, first of all, I don't remember what any of them are. And second of all, none of them detracted from my experience of, of watching this show. I really think we we need more television shows like this. Um, but this hits a very specific note, though. Talked about this on the chat podcast. Talked about it on Geek Town this week. Um, we live in a day and age where somebody says superhero show or film, and you automatically think of Marvel or, or DC. Like there's nothing else to 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 most people. It's just Marvel and DC. And obviously, there's other things. I mean, I know Watchmen is DC is sort of adjacent um, <clears throat> and all that. You've got, obviously, Umbrella Academy. Um, I guess you could... Well, you could only really include Stranger Things from the perspective of L because none of the other characters have powers. Um, you've got things like iZombie, which I think is, again, DC adjacent. That's kind of... Um, oh, what's the comic book for that called? I've forgotten. But it's like a side section of, of, of DC or something. But most people think of... Okay, superhero content okay batman superman wonder woman spider-man avengers justice league you know that that's what you typically think of um or you think of you know things uh things within those like guardians of the galaxy or maybe suicide squad or i don't know th- those sorts of things that we're so used to seeing um 
we need more shows like this. But from two perspectives, I'm coming at that point from two perspectives. First of all, in just the general sense of everyday people with powers in a storyline, but that has nothing to do with Marvel and DC. I know you've got like. Because the only really comparable thing to this is something maybe like Spider-Man in the way of Spider-Man is <clears throat> Spider-Man is just a kid living in New York, gets bitten by a spider and he figures his life out from there. That's the only really sort of grounded comparable way you can say that because you can't compare um, these characters to like Superman. Superman's an alien that comes from a different planet. You can't compare these characters to like Dr. Manhattan from, from Watchmen or whatever because that's like a totally different thing. Um, you couldn't even really compare these to, like, Batman necessarily. Again, Batman comes from from a different sort of sense. Um, but yeah, just more kind of, more shows about just your everyday random person, um, who gets powers, they figure out what that power is, and they navigate their life. They either tell their friends or they don't, they navigate their work situation, you know, their friendships, their love lives, their work life, and then, you know, have this power <clears throat> thrown into the mix. We don't really have any shows like that anymore. The last one I can remember watching, um, even outside of the ones I can mentioned, is maybe something like Misfits, um, which, again, was not, not, had nothing to do with DC or Marvel and was kind of very much comparable to something like this. That's That's the most recent one I can think of that's actually properly comparable to this show. Uh, which is interesting that I bring us up Misfits because um, this was an interesting show tonally. So this comes from Hulu in the US, which is why it's on Disney Plus. Because I actually didn't know that originally. Because I just saw um, Disney advertisement for it, and I was like, "Oh, Disney have made like an original show. That's interesting." Then I looked it up because I watched kind of the first episode, and I was like, "This doesn't quite feel like a Disney show. Like there's some there's something off here. Well, not off, but something different here." And when I looked it up and it was on Hulu, and I was like, oh, that makes more sense, right. But I didn't see any Hulu-type advertisement for it. And although I'm living in the UK, um, I do still see shows. Like, I see Pamid's Tale trailers on Hulu and, you know, things like that. Uh, So that does kind of happen. But I hadn't seen anything related to, like, oh, this is on Hulu and Disney Plus, nothing at all. Um, So it comes from that area obviously that's why we have stars so that we can pick up fx hulu abc shows and all that type of thing it's so that the disney plus can get the uh, more adult side of uh, disney's content because disney's not quite what it used to be um this is very much if you had a british show with a bit of an american feel to it but still very much grounded in like kind of british culture but had like an E4 feel or an E4 sort of format to it. Because you start watching this show, and for those of you familiar with E4's types of shows, so like Inbetweeners, Misfits, Skins, um, they haven't really done very many of them recently, so I can't bring up much recent examples. Things that they used to do like that. Um, and it had very much like, you, you know when you see a type of show and you go, that's probably on that channel, Like that there's, a, there's an identity to it. Um, this very much falls into that, which is interesting that Hulu's making a sort of E4-esque type of type type of show. Um, but there's regardless of if it's a E4 show or Hulu, we just don't really see television like this anymore. Um, David described it on Geek Town this week as very much like a geek comedy, which I think he's, he's hit the nail on the head there. 
Um, but I, I keep mentioning Geek Town, by the way. I, I was on this week's Geek Town episode with David. Uh, you can find it on geektown.co.uk and Geek Town Radio, just to clear up all of that. Uh, and I talked about Extraordinary on, on there. Um, but no, it's it's really fantastic in that way. This really, in terms of its tone as well and its balance and things like that, it really gets a lot of things right, which gives you some incredible and just some really damn good results. In terms of its drama, comedy, raunchiness or how adult it sort of is, hits the nail on the head with that. It's heartwarming in places, it's heartbreaking in in certain places as well um it hits a lot of different notes and that i I assume as a writer you know is probably very different to balance in the writer's room like how do we go because you can sometimes go from a heartbreaking moment to in like flowing into a heartwarming moment like there's different reveals or something and then you can do that the opposite way around or you turn something which could be a bit more comedic into something a bit more dramatic or vice versa and then you have this Really, 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 really well balanced um, raunchiness to the show. I really like this show's approach to like basically adult material, and it it seems it strikes this really good balance where it doesn't push the envelope too far in one direction or too low in the other direction. Like it doesn't sort of shy away from things. Um, it has a bit of a PG thirteen thing to it i guess some people would agree or disagree with that um depends what you know words you think of pg-13 and and that sort of thing but it doesn't ever push itself to be like an 18 rated show or a like r-rated show it very much sits in this interesting wheelhouse where the characters won't shy away from saying certain adult things but they're not sort of vulgar about it and i don't mind a tv show that's as adult as it wants to be i mean i've seen you know Game of Thrones and all types of things. I mean, think think of the adult things that happened in Game of Thrones. But that fits Game of Thrones. If you were to do that type of stuff, um, obviously you wouldn't have, like, combat where people are being decapitated. That That's not going to happen in this show. Um, but, like, the adult nature of something like a Game of Thrones, this show has no need to do anything like that, but it still just strikes this interesting balance where... It's not like vulgar and over the top and too adult in situations. It doesn't sort of overdo it or feel cringy, but it doesn't shy away from things either. Like if a character wants to say something raunchy and kind of adult, they'll just say it and it will just kind of be there. There there are certain situations where um, a character will be maybe explaining something and within the context and the sort of reading the room element, a character won't say something, but it'll be very much implied. And it's one of them things where you don't need to outright save the thing, whatever it is, because it's clearly implied and, and, and like, everybody knows it. But that's not shying away from being adult. That's just sort of... It's that kind of, you put your hands up and you go, we know, kind of thing like that. So uh, it's really, really good for that. But no, I was, there was moments where I was emotional at the show. There was moments where I cheered at the show. There was moments where, um, I mean, this show made me feel all different types of emotion. And I know that there's some shows out there that are a bit more average and you sort of just watch them in passing and they're good and they're sort of serviceable TV shows. But this is, this is kind of what TV should do. I, I, I was finishing certain episodes of this show and realizing the emotions that the show had given to me. And I was thinking, this is what TV should do. Now, not every TV show you, you you watch is going to do that, unless you're very, very picky with TV. 
Because there's certain shows that you think, this is good, this is watchable and fun and you like it, right? And that's that's fine. We all kind of watch shows like that. I mean, there's so many shows out there anyway. And not every show can hit the heights that this sort of show does or that other shows do. Not not every single show can do that. And that's okay. But you just, you just come away from certain episodes of the show, or at least I did, and think this is what TV should aim to do more. It should, it should whether I like disagree or agree with the character motivations or if I'm conflicted about things, just get, giving me, you know, whether it's high or low emotions or, or whatever, giving me emotional reactions to to scenes and making me root for characters and things like that. That's that's what TV should do. I mean, that's what entertainment should do, really. But um, this show did it in such a fantastic way. So would I recommend the show? Well, obviously. But uh, this isn't getting one of my light sort of don't skip, you know. Oh, you should watch it. No, you should really, really watch this show. Uh, So if you've got Hulu in uh, the US, uh, I don't think that includes FX. No, it's the other way around, isn't it? FX is on Hulu. But anyway, just get Hulu in the US um, or Disney Plus in the UK and you'll be able to watch it. It's already been renewed, by the way. We're not not dealing with it. We're not dealing with a Netflix show that may or may not get renewed. We, um, yeah, the, the day this show got released with its first season, it got renewed, uh, which I found, uh, which was very, very good. So, because I think I watched, um, the show, the news came out before I got a chance to watch the first episode, and then I was just happily watching it, knowing it, knowing it was already renewed, which was uh, very, very good as well. Um, I haven't even talked about what the show is about, uh, in case some of you don't know. So it's about a young woman, uh, she's t- 24 in the show, uh, she's called Jen, and the setup within this world is when somebody turns 18, they get given a random power. Uh, so it could be a whole, a whole range of different things, there's a lot of range of different powers in this show, but Jen doesn't get a power, um... And so she's been waiting since she's, I think it's six years, uh, 18 to 20, it's either 24 or 25 that she's been waiting, it's like six years or something. Um, so she's been waiting a while. Um, now the show never blatantly tells you Jen doesn't have a power, and it doesn't tell you Jen has a power but hasn't discovered it, because the show explores that. And even in terms of spoilers and stuff, I can't, I still can't give you the answer in terms of, you know... Does she actually not have a power, or has she just not used it yet? Um, but it's not, it's clearly, like, from the get-go, it's very clear, okay, it's, this isn't something that's, like, an obvious power. Like, she can't sort of accidentally tell, like, if you if you get a power that you can activate by accident, let's say something like super strength, or teleportation, or uh the ability to fly like that those are things that you could accidentally sort of activate there are certain powers and some of them are in the show that you would need to deliberately do to sort of activate them uh so it's either a case where she doesn't actually have a power which would be interesting or she does have one but she hasn't actually used it yet because i mean you think of like okay what powers could somebody have there's so many different things that you could you could possibly do so I don't know, it'd be interesting to see where the show goes with that, but it's going to be interesting to see as well. Okay, it's got a second season. How long do you make that premise last for? Um, Because maybe like three seasons or so. See, this is a show already that I'm looking at and I'm thinking, I could, if this keeps up this quality and consistency, I've got no problems watching this for several seasons. As long as it's good and it keeps it a reason to be around and it's not just, hey... 
here's just more of the show, as long as it sort of actually, you know, does something very good. Um, but, yeah, we'll see how long the show lasts. But it, it could be one of those that's like a like an Apple show and it sticks around for three seasons or something, um, which is fine, you know, if you've, if you've got a three-season arc, if you've got basically a start, middle and end for your seasons, um, then that can work that way as well, of course, but uh, we shall we shall see. But it's got a second season on the way, and I'm guessing that will be at some point next year. Um, but yes, that's the premise of the show, basically, is she, she, well, not only turns 18, but goes past 18. She's now about 25. She's still not discovered her power, or if she actually has one, but that's the mystery to the show. And she lives in a world where every everybody else basically does have powers. So um, there's like small bits of jealousy and, and that kind of thing. But um, yeah, in terms of some of the actual characters and things like that, I think Jen's a really, really great character. Uh, I also will say as well, I do like an Irish accent. Um, so you've got that going on. Uh, you've got uh, Carrie and what's his name? Not Luke. Cash, that's his name. Um, his name is his character on Google doesn't have a picture, so that's why I was struggling to think of which one it was. Uh, yeah, there's Cash, there is Carrie, and there is uh, those are her sort of flatmates. She lives with this um, cat as well, she, or she has a, a, a cat. Um, but yeah, the comedic chemistry between all the characters is very, very good. Um, not just the comedic chemistry, but the chemistry in terms of sort of all the characters is really, really good. So that's great as well. But uh, pacing, structure, all really, really good. I had no sort of like notable issues with that. Um, I mean, obviously you cut away from scenes at certain points and, and do whatever, but it's got a good amount of characters, not too many, not too few. Um, obviously Jen takes up most of the screen time because she's the main character. Um, but it's somewhat of a feel-good show. I was trying to think as well, because I came across The Good Place and that was like a really heartwarming like special show to me then it finished with four seasons um and then as always extraordinary playlist came along which had two seasons got cancelled and then roku did a sort of wrap up ish type of uh what'd you call it uh zoe's uh, extraordinary christmas film and that kind of replaced that for me in terms of that special like heartwarming show I was watching the show and thinking, is this the next one of those? I, it is a heartwarming show. I don't know that it fits the exact same thing. Because it is slightly different. In what it does, it is slightly different to those shows. But it makes me feel similar things. I just don't know if it's a replacement of sorts. We also don't know if Zoe is or isn't coming back. I mean, The Good Place isn't because it finished with four seasons. But... Um, yeah, uh, it, it, yeah, it doesn't fit that like exact thing. Like I wasn't sort of watching this and thinking, oh, this this is my new Zoe's extraordinary playlist or my new sort of good place. Like it, it didn't. It sort of fits that, but it's not the exact same type of thing. But um, I do love the show anyway, so there's that, that's that's really good. Um, so we go with that. Uh, BS extraordinary Hulu, uh, Starbia Disney Plus in the UK. Uh, basically, if you just well, it should be on the banner at the top of Disney Plus. I'm sure you'll be able to find it. Speaking of promotion, by the way, for this show, if you were to rewind to the first of January, roughly, I don't think I knew about the show's existence. It premiered, I think, on like the 25th or something of January. It was very, very recently. It was like last week or the week before. 
to have an ad campaign that lasted two to three weeks, which two to three weeks is still a long time, especially if you're doing daily like ads and trailers for the show. Saw this trailer pop up. I thought, oh, extraordinary. Like, okay, seems kind of interesting. Uh, What's the trailer? And I was like, I think I might like this quite a lot. And then saw Facebook posts, Twitter posts, um, ads through podcasts, ads through YouTube. And I was like, they're doing a really good job of promoting this show. Like a, a regular job of doing it, at least. They didn't have a ton of time to do it. But... um. Yeah, one of the shortest and more effective marketing campaigns I've seen. And I've looked at some comments of like, you know, whether people like the show. Most people seem to have. Some people said, oh, it was a bit boring or whatever. I don't know how you can find the show boring. But that's that, if, if, if that's what you think, then that's what you think. Um, some people said like, yeah, it's really funny. It's really great. Characters are really great and everything, which is what I came across thinking as well. Um, so good job, Disney or Pulu or whoever needs to be credited for this. Um very very short ad campaign but a very very effective one as well um so and it's been on the the banner at the top of disney plus for like you know the the, the two weeks or so or, or whatever um clearly has done somewhat well enough to get renewed for a second season um so yeah very very good anyway go and watch the show it's really really good uh, i'm going to get into the spoiler section now we're going to take a quick break we'll come back i'll give you one more spoiler warning and then we'll jump into spoilers see you for that in a minute Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system, which is usually in the bottom right hand corner, to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today. So that's Kualu, and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today. Thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link. Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcast and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcast that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review of your choice. So if you if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support entertainment talk, get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Alright, it's time for spoilers. If you've not seen the first season of Extraordinary, you're going to want to click this podcast off. I don't really want you to leave. Uh, but uh, if you haven't seen this show, then uh, you're going to want to need to, if you've got the intention to watch it at least. Um, yeah, I'm going to get into spoilers now, so if you're not currently hands-free for whatever reason, if you're driving or washing up or uh, got bags of shopping or whatever, I'm going to give you a bit of time now also to uh, go back to our website which is entertainmenttalk.org or find us on podcast platforms, uh, TV, games, films, Mary and I podcast, check out other stuff that we got, um, 
and yeah, in in the meantime, while you're watching the show, which I hope that you end up doing, uh, yeah, check out some of our other some of our other podcasts. We've got The Last of Us, which is you know doing pretty well right now. Uh, got the United Cast, Gaming Talk, and a bunch of other things. So switch off the podcast if you've not watched Extraordinary all of season one, all eight episodes, which are thirty minutes each. Because I'm gonna get into spoilers. Um, I was wondering what to do with um. His name is Jizz Lord. Now, I don't want to be sitting here necessarily for the next, however long it's going to take me, t- 10 to 20 minutes, roughly. That's how much time I've actually got, but I don't really want to be sitting here saying Jizz Lord for the next 10 to 20 minutes. So, I think his name as a cat was Jeffrey. So, I'm going to call the character Jeffrey, because I just don't want to be sitting here saying that for, like, 10 to 20 minutes. Um, it just... Uh... Also, I got to the finale... And they're trying to explain, uh, again, we're in the spoiler section now, they're trying to explain to uh, Jen's mum at the end as to what his name is. Why was he? I can't remember why he was actually called Jizz Lord. I can't remember for the life of me. And there's like, he writes, you know, uh, Jen loves Jizz or whatever on the uh, uh, in her bedroom. And I just kept thinking, like, did I forget? Did they, like, and if, if I forgot, um, then that's, that's totally on me that I've forgotten as to why they called him that. Um, but obviously he's the one that's originally a cat, but is a shapeshifter and can shapeshift between being a cat and being a human, uh, which I guess you could find useful. Um, Jeffrey doesn't find it specifically useful, um, apart from maybe like the cat show and, and that type of thing. But yeah, that moment where she's, cause, uh, Jen is trying to sort of send like raunchy pictures to I think it's Luke or somebody like that, one of one of the guys that she likes. And she does she takes a shot where, you know, she she takes a bra off. Obviously the show doesn't show the uh um visuals of that, but you get like this over the shoulder shot and this guy just creeps up in the camera shot and uh yeah, turns out he was a shapeshifter. Really great like twist and cliffhanger because I I wasn't even looking at the cat and thinking Oh, it's a shape like why would why why would I think why would any audience member look at the cat and think oh it's a shapeshifter? Because um, the rule I think they've set is that hu- humans get powers not specific because they didn't show any other like pets that had powers in the show like there's no other dogs or anything. You didn't see any sort of like flying pigs or you know th- things like that in the show. Um, but no, Jeffrey's a uh, a shapeshifter, which is uh, very interesting, um, and then. He's still got some of his, like, cat-like tendencies, which I found very, very cool and very kind of interesting. Um, but that cha- that changed uh, the cats and his dynamic with uh, with Jen, most certainly. Um, I loved how that story ended up as well. Like, that, was, that was such a heartwarming kind of piece to it. And, of course, you know, he walks past the door as Jen's talking to Carrie and says, like, oh, he's not right for me. And he's, he's like, one of the strangest people I've met. But they're actually talking about um, Cash, aren't they? Uh, who's the one that can um, rewind time when he's got enough energy? And of course, Jeffrey thinks it's about him, so he walks out with this little cat bag thing. I've seen like Tom and Jerry, Tom from Tom and Jerry have have one of them. Uh, it's like a bag on a stick sort of thing. But anyway, um, and then yeah, goes and finds him out in the rain. They make up, which was which was great. Um, it's funny because she finds the the cat and just like out of panic or whatever assumes that it's Jeffrey and uh I kind of thought like because they, they, they didn't show the cat clearly on on screen and 
um, I was like, are you sure that's actually uh, Jeffrey? And it, and it wasn't because he's also on the corner. He's like, oh, that's uh, you know a bit embarrassing that you would, um, or a bit of a knockdown or whatever that you would you you, you fancy uh, them more than me. He says something like that, doesn't he? And then they they kind of kiss and make up, which was which is very nice. Um, so yeah, very very interesting story between between those two. I was uh, very intrigued by to see where that was going, and uh, they are together by the end of the. Uh, End of the season, which is great. Um, I want to talk about uh, Jen and this. Um, what did they, they called it? A clinic, a clinic, didn't they? There's different types of clinics, obviously, in the world. It's like a powers clinic, isn't it? That she's got to go and uh, and pay for. She meets. Uh, she goes to one that's free, which doesn't end up working out, and meets Hannah. I thought that was an interesting kind of little um, brief kind of plot as well, because she eventually gets a power, which is to teleport. Um, that's what I mean with, like, because she, Hannah actually explains to Jen that she's the same age as her, doesn't she? But she hasn't yet in her life accidentally teleported. I just, I wonder with Jen if it's got to be something like, I mean, it's not to do with touch, because she's touched plenty of people. Because uh, it's not like that other guy who could make people, you know, um, who could, who give people orgasms. Um... I, I think it's got to be, if she has got, if Jen has got a power, it's got to be something that she's got to specifically and deliberately do. But she isn't aware, she she isn't able to guess, isn't able to guess what that thing is. Um, because, I mean, that, that type of power, like something that you'd physically and deliberately have to do. There could be a few different versions of, a few different types of those powers. But uh, I don't know because I'm trying. I'm trying to think through. Like, obviously, my my mind's just gone to Marvel and DC and thinking, what superheroes within Marvel and DC have to specifically do their powers? I was thinking of like maybe Professor X, possibly. Um, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know what that could be. It wouldn't be something like uh, how Spider Man can stick to walls and stuff because she would have probably done that by now. And then I think another scene in I think it's Spider Man One where Peter gets like a piece of paper stuck to his handbag and like she she would have done that by now, um, unless it's something like she she can shoot webs from her hands but she has to do like a certain hand you know like how Peter Parker has to like was it two his two middle fingers he has to press down to to do that obviously that's through the organic webs, um, but if it was something that she had to touch or press or something, she would have probably done that by now. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. Um, but I don't, I don't really mind either way if it's something that she hasn't, she's accidentally not done yet, or if, or if she just doesn't have a power. But then if she doesn't have a power, she actually doesn't have one. Um, the show's gonna have to kind of explain that a little bit, I think. Um, but I don't know. But uh, yeah, I I can't really think of specifically anything else. Um, I'm kind of wondering with with Carrie's power because she's a, a medium, isn't she? She can sort of like not not take over the body of dead people, but like have their personality in them or whatever it is. How, however that works. I wonder how she discovered that she could do that. Like, did she do that? Because they sort of have this. Okay, on on the midnight of when you turn eighteen is when you click. You instantly get your power. Because you see that with uh, Jen's sister, and they start trying a few things, um, and then she accidentally pulls off like the fridge door, and she's got super strength. It was like you know, it, it, easy thing to kind of figure out. 
Um, but that happened straight. Like as soon as he tried to do anything that involved an ounce of strength, which was pull a door open, she accidentally pulls it off. So it can't be. It wouldn't be something like that either, because she would have like pulled her door off, her bedroom door off her hinges or something like that. So um, I don't know. Uh, and I'm guessing with Jeffrey, um, they, did they ever explain if if he was a like if? Well, it wouldn't be him as a cat turning it into a human because they haven't shown other other animals having power. So I'm guessing at some point, yeah, yeah, he accidentally turned it into a cat and he struggled to turn back, didn't he? So there we go. Um, what else do I want to talk about? Yeah, we'll see where it goes with the, the whole clinic thing. Um, I hope it's not just two seasons and it isn't just, hey, season long arc next season and she gains her power at the end of season two. I hope that's not what happens. Um, I think at least three seasons for this would be quite good. Um, it depends on the pacing and the progression of, um, like, when she goes to this clinic. And, like, is this going to be, like, one of them, uh, what was the game called? Was it Beyond Two Souls? The, uh, Elliot Page game? Where they did like expect like like in the like in also in like uh, Stranger Things with L where they got L to sit in a room and it's like hey can you can you move these objects with your mind and like we're we gonna see obviously not as strict as that I would imagine because both of the two examples I've just given is where like it's this strict human experimentation type thing hopefully nothing like that and I wouldn't imagine this show doing that with the the tone it's set but um, you could have maybe an interesting episode or two where they put her in a room, not in like a strict way, but in a sort of, hey, if you do something to not hurt somebody else in the room or something, and it's like, hey, we're going to give you these objects, can you do something with them or or, or something? But it's got to be, the show's got to find a way to have her go to this clinic and test to see if she's got a power or however they're going to do it, but still fit within the theme and the tone of what the show is. So you can't get too serious with it. Um, You can't go down like the Stranger Things route where it's like, these children are basically imprisoned. Um, I'd imagine that would be somewhere where you go for like an hour or a week or something like that. And either she's talking to somebody or trying to do something with something. Um, so we'll see where that goes. But still some some guessing as to, as to what's going on with Jen, which I quite like. Um, but like I said, in terms of the shows like raunchy nature, adult nature, I think it got that really, really right. I think the characters are really great and really um, uh, some depth to them and stuff. Um, so I think that's really good. Uh, Carrie and Cash's relationship, I've not even mentioned that once. Um, I thought that was relatively interesting. Uh, it was clear that, uh, and both of them knew and everybody kind of knew that, okay, they're probably going to break up at some point, unfortunately. Um, I guess what the show decided to do was like, hey, Jeffrey and Jen are going to get together and Carrie and Cash are going to be the ones that break up and we're going to kind of switch them around like that, I suppose. So... Uh, you got that going on, um, but yeah, it was kind of, I'm glad they didn't go too much further with it, because it was a little bit odd, and it, again, it fit within what they were doing, and they stopped it just at the point where they needed to, where she's sort of like speaking to herself, speaking to a medium through herself, and she's getting like, you know, really into that person and everything, um, I think they stopped that right where they needed to, if you'd have done another scene or two of that, it could have become a little bit old, I, I think. And even when Carrie pulls herself away from that, she sort of realised, like, oh, gosh, I pulled myself out of that, you know, just in time. Um, 
I mean, you know, there's a balance to, you know, not judging people for things that they choose to do. There's another thing looking at something like that that you're doing and thinking that's not quite like... Um, you, you need, for, for your own kind of like well-being, you should pull yourself out of that kind of situation. And she seemed to kind of realise that once she did that. I think it was when Cash got home, she pulled herself out of that that whole scene and she's like, oh, she, she's got this, like, kind of reaction on her face. It's like, oh, glad I pulled myself out of that. And I, I, I didn't take that any further because, I mean, it wouldn't have gotten her anywhere, would it? Because it was just her, you know. Yeah, she was kind of mentally talking to somebody else. But physically, it was just her. So that couldn't have really gone anywhere, you know. But then she realized that and Cash got home just in time. Um, but I, I think it made sense for the show to have at least some sense of stakes in terms of, you know, it wouldn't just be, oh, Cash and her have a night of a, a day and then it's, and then it's fine. I mean, there's a few little, like, small twists and turns with that where it's sort of, oh, they're going to have a date night. She's happy about that. Oh, it's going to be eating with the pizza or whatever it was and they're going to watch a YouTube compilation thing and she's like, oh, okay. Like, she, she wanted something a bit different from that and... Um, for their relationship, they'd gotten themselves into a bit of a rut, and they both needed to leave that situation. So, um, but that was interesting as well. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much my thoughts on uh, Extraordinary Season 1. Very, very much enjoyed this, if you can't tell. Um, very much looking forward to Season 2. Shame it probably won't be till next year. And I don't want, th- I don't want them to rush it either. I don't want them to get this out sort of like for the end of this year, because this sort of television... You gotta take your time with it. Um, as much as we all don't like waiting ages for our favourite shows, you gotta take time with these things. You gotta take time with writing and you know making sure things are good, making sure things are very good. So um, yeah, it's interesting that you know about a month or so ago, I didn't even know about this show, and it's I don't know about one of my favourites. I've got a lot of shows that you could put under my favourite shows, but. Certainly one of the best of the year. I know we're very early on into the year, but one of the best of the year. I think this will... I know it's very early to say this yet because it's only the 8th of February. I wouldn't imagine myself not putting this in my top five of the year. Unless five other things come out. Because, you know, maths. Unless five things come along that push this out of a top five. Which is either returning seasons or new seasons. Uh, obviously Last of Us is probably going to be in there, Servant's probably going to be in there, and this. So there's two other slots for a top five for the year, for the rest of the year already. Um, I don't imagine any of those three, Last of Us, Servant, or this, is going to get pushed out of my top five. I don't imagine that right now, but um, yeah, there, there's certain shows that just, you just watch them and you just think this is just special and just sort of a bit different, and this this fits into that category, so... Uh, Very glad it's turned out so well. Anyway, what did you think of the show? What do you think of uh, Jen as a character? Do you think that... um, What do you think her power is? Do you think she has actually got one? Or do you think it's one that she hasn't activated yet? If you think it's that, what do you think the power could be? Um, If we think of our, you know, Marvel and DC characters, could it be anything that one of those characters have or something else? Or... um, I don't know. Do you think she actually doesn't have one? There's something else going on with her. So what do you think? And what did you think of the show? Assuming that you've seen it all. Hope you have because I've just been through the spoiler section. Um, You can let me know those thoughts, feelings, questions, comments. Excuse me. Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org. 
Twitter eTalkUK, there's a contact page information in your show notes, email box on the website version of the episode, and a clickable email name in your show notes as well. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org, TV, games, films, main night podcast. Take a look out for all of those. We've got Last of Us, Gaming Talk, United Cast. Those are the main things, some film previews and reviews, TV, podcasts, and, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> so go and check all that out. Uh, entertainmenttalk.org and podcast platforms. Entertainment Talk for TV, games, films, main night podcasts. Uh, you can also help us out by telling other people about our podcast, either by just telling them or using social media. Uh, Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers for every podcast with your options. Have a look out for that as well if you'd like to. Uh, TV and film news over on Geek Town Radio, geektown.co.uk. Like I said, go and check out this week's Geek Town Radio from yesterday. That's the 7th of... Uh, why do I think it's September? Why does September pop into my head? 7th of February from yesterday, so go and check out this week's Geek Town Radio uh, for all of that. Uh, so TV, film news, runnels, cancellations, pickups, air dates. Uh, you can also find Bex over on Twitch, Trista B-Y-T-E-S, for fun, chat, retro, game streams, all that type of thing. Trista B-Y-T-E-S over on Twitch and other platforms as well. Me over on Twitch at eTalk UK for my occasional streams and YouTube Entertainment Talk Plays for other video game stuff. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.